side, has to give to Edmonds. Right up that hash, past the 25, Frast another, past the 20, cutting to the near side, past the 10, and he is into the end zone. Chase Edmonds, surprise, not really. 7-6, the Rams cut it into one. Second and nine for the 19, Anderson up the middle. Chase Edmonds gives it to him, and he gets into the end zone. Chase Edmonds should have been tackled at the 11-yard line easily, but avoids three tacklers. And he gets into the end zone. Ho-hum, 26-17, Fort Amonsa. Ball the 34, so it'll be a 44-yard attempt. Far side hash. Orfini to Pavlik. Snap holds good. Kick is having the distance. Is it through the uprights? Yes, it is. Here, back to throw. Throwing across the middle, and it's intercepted. Antonio Jackson at the goal line. Jackson falls forward on his momentum to the five-yard line, and that's where Fordham will start with it on offense. Hey, everyone, and welcome into Monday Night Quarterback following Fordham's big win over Lafayette, 58-34. They move to 1-0 in the Patriot League. Drew Casey, Pat Costello, and we start things like we always do with head coach Andrew Briner. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good, good. Very good. You can't complain. Coach, let's let's start with. Uh, I think we know where we're going to start with with Chase Edmonds, um, but I'm actually going to start with uh, with the social media uh, aspect. Chase tweeted after the game, 516 team in all cap rushing yards. Shout out offensive line, not possible without you. We'll get to Chase's numbers in just a bit and hear another touchdown of his. But what does that say about the full team effort on the offensive side? It, again, it, it speaks to the type of young man that, that Chase is. You know, in the locker room after the game, uh, we always give a game ball, and, and I looked at him, and I think he knew where I was going with this, and I think he was happy I was going in that direction, and I, I did. I gave the game ball to the, the five offensive linemen and the two tight ends, Isaiah C. Wright and Faison Odom, that played in the game because to rush for, for over 500 yards, Chase is absolutely right. It takes It takes a lot of people to have that kind of a day. Let's take a listen to the fourth chase touchdown, 67 yards that he went for. Second and seven for Fordham. They're at their own 33. Again, three wide with Edmonds to the right of Anderson. Gives it to him again. Running right hash, has a hole, has the first down, and more past everybody. He's going to do it again, folks. 67 yards along the left hash. Lafayette on the backside can't stop him. Edmonds broke through for the first down, and there was nobody else on Jack Coffee Field in a white jersey. 47-20 for the on top of Lafayette. Pat and I were talking throughout the broadcast as Chase was getting over 300 and, and setting new records, and the offensive line just continued to dominate in the trenches. Do you have any new adjectives or words to describe the talent that, that Chase really is? I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I could say the, the same thing that I always do, um, which is he's extremely talented and he works extremely hard, and you combine those two things together uh, to, to be – that level of, of productive, um, but but no, he, he continues to, to work hard each and every week. Uh, he continues to get better each and every week. What I like to see is when I'm watching the game film on Sunday morning, I see his eyes pre-snap, and he's taking a look at the defense. He understands where they're about to add the extra men to the box, and he's he's planning before the ball's even snapped of, okay, based on, on my reads, where am I going to go with the football uh, on this play? So there, there's a there's a high level of intellect that goes into how he runs the football. Coach, one of the key losses for Lafayette was Brandon Bryant, their middle linebacker, who's a fantastic player and uh, I believe was second in the team in tackles before he got hurt. How important of a loss was that for them, and how were you guys able to kind of uh, change your game plan to fit a new 
linebacker. Yeah, you know, we we did not change our game plan, to be honest with you, Pat. Um, Brandon is a great player. I saw Brandon after the game and, and put my hand on his shoulders and said, work your, work your tail off in rehab. I can't wait to see you back out on the field and compete against you next year. He is a great player. But but what they did didn't change schematically. And, and the, the linebacker that they replaced him with, quite frankly, was a guy that we featured in our video scouting report because when he came into the Holy Cross game, he had three tackles for a loss. So we knew there was going to be a quality player in there, um, you know, maybe not to Brandon's uh, stature, but but you know uh, a quality player. So we didn't change the game plan. Uh, we knew we knew what we wanted to do, and, and we were able to go out and execute it. Drew Casey, Pat Costello here on Monday Night Quarterback, taking a look back with Coach Andrew Briner after the Rams win 58-34 over Lafayette. Coach, uh, the offensive line, we've talked about it a little bit already. seems like you guys are shifting it around on a weekly basis. Is that something that we might continue to see based on the matchup? Yeah, it's a week-to-week thing based on health, based on uh, who's playing well. Uh, you know, competition breeds success. Uh, so we're, we compete in practice on a daily basis. And, and at the end of the week, we, we make a decision on who we think are the best five for this game. And we're going to continue to evaluate that each and every week throughout the season. A uh, guy you just mentioned a, a second ago was Isaiah Seawright. He played a lot more of this game than we've really seen of him in any of the previous games. What was it this week that set him uh a cut above. Yeah, no, again, it goes back to preparation. Isaiah's done a really nice job in practice um, the last several weeks, and, and with that, um, feel as though he, he can, you know, contribute in a positive way to the football game and, and, and gave him that opportunity, and, and he's doing a great job with it. How about the finishing mentality that you guys were talking about throughout the week, and I saw it came up in the, in the post-game press conference as well following the win. You finished the, or the second half. You started with 10 points to start, 10-zip, go up by 31, 51-20. How pleased were you with that? Extremely pleased. You and I had talked about that on, on Thursday, how, how important that was to me to, to come out in the second half and, and, and with a lead, um, with a lead and, and, and increase that lead on the very first opportunity we got and to, to get that touchdown that, that we just heard from Chase and then to get, you know, to, to start a drive back inside or on our own five yard line and walk away with points on a field goal. That, that's, that's a, a very significant drive and significant points. Um, so very pleased with that. Uh, Going to have to continue to, to play well, play better in the second half as we go down the stretch and, and play games that, that are going right down to the wire. Switching over to the uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, uh, Lafayette was another team with pretty a pretty deep running back selection. Uh, you saw that with Monmouth the week before. They had a little more success. The first half, Lafayette only had four rushing yards. What does that say about your defense? Yeah, it says that we're getting what we emphasize. Um, and talked to the coaching staff about that uh, earlier last week. You know, make sure we're we're emphasizing the right things because you get what you emphasize. And, and we really did uh, spend a lot of time on the run game, uh, and, and and it paid off. And how about the ability for them to, to bounce back after the Monmouth loss? The first team defense, it looks like they gave up about 20 of the 34 points defense and then one at the end. Yeah, no, extremely proud of our entire football team, including the, the defense, for, for how we responded uh, to, to that loss to Monmouth. And, and as I said, it, it wasn't going to define our season how we responded to it would. And, and I'm very proud of our, of our football team for, for how they came out and competed on Saturday. The last two here, Coach, in, in the first uh, segment that we have with you on the show, how important is it to win the first game in Patriot League play? 
It's huge. It's critical, to be quite honest with you. Um, when you look back over the last two seasons, the Patriot League champion has finished with an undefeated league record. Uh, Colgate last year, ourselves the year before. So to, to be 1-0 and and really at that point in control of your own destiny, knowing that you still have five very competitive games left to play. But but if you start 1-0, and 1-0, you control your own destiny. And lastly, setting the tone at home. Three games in a row, you win the first. This next one coming up, which we'll talk more about in a little bit, is a non-league game, but but how important is it to start that three-week stretch at home also with a victory? Yeah, no, we we, we go into every game expecting to win, uh, maybe even more so when we're at home because you look at a 26-2 and record over the last five seasons on Jack Coffee Field. Um, so, you know, our, our guys, whether real or not, I think it, they do have a, a home field advantage in their head. And, and to, to set the tone, as you mentioned, for the, for the next game, uh, having won the previous one at home only helps. A look back with head coach Andrew Briner here on Monday Night Quarterback. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Now joined by Coach Tyler Bowen on X's and O's as we take a look back with an assistant coach at Fordham after what this week is a recent win, 58-34 Fordham over Lafayette. Coach, uh, how you doing today? Good, good. A little, little better this week after a win than a loss for sure, but uh, still room to improve as always. Coach, you, you work with the offensive line, offensive coordinator. A big thing in this game was the rushing attack, 500-plus. Chase Edmonds sets some, all sorts of records, but after the game, Chase tweeted, 516 team, in all caps, rushing yards. Shout out offensive line. How pleased were you with the play of the offensive line on Saturday? I think they played well. Uh, to say I'm pleased, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever okay. pleased, and those mm-hmm. guys know that. But, uh, you know, I think that was huge, and that, that's a testament to who Chase Edmonds is. And I think he does an unbelievable job uh, just, you know, showering those guys. And I think he's been a positive leader, and that, that kind of shows that. Do you have any sort of – adjectives to describe the, the the performance that that chase had because we were we were running a bit short um again the team effort the offensive line was dominating but then once chase got past the offensive line there was almost no one that could catch him i, I think he does a great job he's a very cerebral player for a running back and i know that that word probably doesn't get thrown around a lot with that position but unbelievable vision for what he sees and and how he knows where unblocked players are and things like that and I think that shows every week as he plays and and the the most exciting thing is I think his best football is ahead of him I don't don't think I don't think we've seen the best Chase Edmonds yet and I know he would tell you he's never satisfied the vision's actually something I was just about to bring up how nice is it having a guy back there who when the line opens up even a sliver of daylight you know he's going to hit that hole and take off Right, I, I think it's huge. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Even working with the O line every day, those guys obviously play a part. Anytime you're running the football well, and and really anytime you're doing anything as an offense, those guys play a huge part in it. But a lot of times, the running back will make the offensive line a lot more than the offensive line makes the running back. And I think Chase is a perfect testament of that being able to set up blocks, being able to you know press the line of scrimmage. I think that helps those guys as much as they help him. So I think it's it's huge having a guy with vision and 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 the ability that he has, and and the amount of bank reps. You know, he's, every week he's more and more reps. He's getting more and more experience, and I think that always helps. Drew Casey, Pat Costello here on Monday Night Quarterback with Coach Bowen on X's and O's. Just talked with Coach Briner, and we'll have some players and Coach a little bit later in the show again as well. Coach, you've been shifting the offensive line around a little bit in the last couple of weeks, looking like just trying to find the best matchup. Is that fair to say with all the competition that there is? Uh, we talk about it every week, and, and I think a lot of a lot of the assistants would tell you the same thing. Uh, with my group having five guys, we're going to find the best five 
who are going to fit for that week. You know, we talk about it all the time. It's it's preparation, it's effort, and it's execution. And a lot of times the result that comes on game day is not happening that day. It happens Tuesday. It happens Wednesday. It happens Thursday. So we're going to keep a close, close watch at that. And, you know, it's also the mentality. You get guys dinged up here or there. You know, nothing major so far. And, and you know, we have to have the next man up mentality. So, you know, guys, as, as the week unfolds, we have a group of capable guys. We're going to find the best five out of that group, and, and that's who will go for that game. From our vantage point uh, during the game, it seemed like the line was doing a great job at getting to the second level and really taking out those linebackers. Is that what you guys saw too? Yeah, I, th- I think they did a good job of, of, of take, first off, taking care of the first level, uh, which we always talk about. It's always a first level, second level, third level mentality when you talk about running the football. Um, I think they did a good job of when available, snapping to the second level on time. There's still plenty of room to improve. Um, you know, and, and Chase, just again, he helps that a lot. The quarterback carrying out his fake. Um, and, and the thing that Coach Browner uh, mentioned after the game, and I think that's huge. I mean, one of the big things that doesn't get mentioned, the offensive line gets a lot of recognition for a rushing performance like that, but you're not crediting the tight end. The tight end has a huge part in that. We had receivers busting their tails downfield. Uh, you know, I mentioned quarterbacks carrying out his fakes and doing those little things. I think that all plays a big part in, in that kind of rushing attack. So. Coach, the other part of the offensive attack uh, wasn't too bad either on Saturday. Kevin Anderson had himself a a pretty good day, maybe the best day of the season. Let's take a listen to his second touchdown to Corey Cattle. Anderson gets the snap, looking left, firing direction of Corey Cattle at the five-yard line. Has it? Pylon, is he in? Did he make the catch inbounds? Yes, he did! 25-yard strike, another perfect throw from Kevin Anderson to a receiver. Corey Cattle has two touchdowns on the day, and the Rams continue to be all over Lafayette. They lead by 30, 57 to 27. So Coach Kevin went 12 for 18 on the day, 181 and three touchdowns with one in interception. Did you think that it was uh, a game of growth for him uh, based on the way the earlier part of the season has gone? Yes, I do. I, th- I think he played his most complete game uh, by far this year. And, and just like Chase, you know, a good thing about Kevin, he's a guy that's going to get better and better every week. Um, you know, as as he gets more reps and as he gets more experience, he, he continues to grow. And he's a guy that no different than what we portray as a coaching staff and what we portray in our program, he's never satisfied, never satisfied. But I think he did take a very positive step in the right direction. You could see it with the way he commanded the offense, ball was getting out on time, movement in the pocket, all those little things, I think, that that added up to make him have a very efficient day. Coach, after the first quarter, Chase had 102 yards on the ground, but Kevin had 94 himself. Does it take pressure off the line at all, knowing that you have a quarterback back there that can take off and run at any time? I don't, I don't know if it's something that takes the pressure off of the offensive line, uh, especially from my standpoint as the offensive line coach. Um, <laughs> pressure's a, a very bad term right. um, when talking about those guys, but I think it is a huge asset to a passing attack. Anytime you're going to throw the ball multiple times a game, I think a, a guy's escapability, and, and more so the things that you might not notice at times when he doesn't scramble, the subtle movements in the pop- pocket, being able to step up vertically and deliver the ball, and that, along with the ability to scramble, I think that is a huge asset because inevitably things will break down. Um, and when they do, you know, you've got a guy that can extend plays and keep his eyes downfield and stay on progression. And I think that that's what he brings to the table athletically. Coach, you get your third win of the season overall, but it was the first Patriot League game of the year. 1-0 in conference. How important is it to start? That way, I think that's huge. I mean, you look you look at the conference and, and what the goals are uh, as far as winning the conference. That's the number one goal of this program, and 
to start one and zero, it means you you control your own destiny. And I think every team that's one and zero right now is saying that if you have a loss, then you're you know you're you're counting on other people, and and that's not where you want to be. As long as you can keep it in your hands, I think you're in good shape. So I, very big to to get started off on the right foot in the conference, and you know see where it takes us from here. That's Coach Tyler Bowen on X's and O's here on Monday Night Quarterback. Coach, thanks very much. Thank you as always. All right, now time for Inside the Huddle. We're joined by Chase Edmonds and Zach Johnson following Fordham's 58-34 win over Lafayette on Saturday. Guys, uh, how you doing, and thanks for joining us. Good. Thank Good. You for Thank you for having us. Guys, let's start uh, with the win, and you guys both on the offensive side and both contributing to, to, the, to the rushing attack. Zach on the O-line. Um, you know, contributing throughout the season, and Chase having yourself uh, a pretty good day on the ground on Saturday. Chase, let's start with you. What uh, what did you see from from the offensive line that allowed you to be so successful? Uh, I was uh, real proud of the offensive line this past Saturday, and uh, they did a great job just blocking blocking up the scheme. You know, Lafayette was doing a lot of movement, and what we mean by that is just a lot of stunts, and the line handled it very very well. And as you can see, you know, running for 516 team rushing yards says it all. Zach, on, on a daily basis, uh, you're a little nicked up over the weekend, but what's it like working w- with guys like, like Kev and Chase and, y- and your fellow offensive linemen? Oh, it, it, it's honestly a privilege to have such talented players behind you. It makes our job a lot easier. If we can do our job even remotely close to what we're supposed to, get these guys to the second level, they're going to make plays and make us look good. So, Chase, i got to ask, did you see yourself on ESPN and how would you react? No, I did actually I didn't see myself, but uh, you know, Coach Pace, good coach, he uh he sent me the film, you know, I got to send it to my mom and she was very happy and it was a cool moment, you know. Uh I was kinda offended they called me baby face, you know, I think I got a little, <laughs> little facial hair, but Ooh, you know. I'll say I'll take that one. I'll take that one. You gotta <laughs> grow, grow out the beard maybe. Yeah, I gotta do something. But you know, it was it was definitely a blessing and it was it was cool to see. Zach, how much of a of a unit and close knit um, I don't want to say community, but but is is the offensive line like a family? You guys mixing and matching every week, working together all the time. Oh yeah, we're we're incredibly close knit group. Uh, going through meetings, workouts, everything. We do everything together. We eat together. We hang out together off the field, and that definitely does a lot to build chemistry on and off the field. Communication is key at our position, and then and just having that that bond throughout the whole unit makes our job a lot easier and helps us perform. Chase, 359 and, and four rushing scores over the weekend, setting a new Fordham record. Let's take a listen to your third touchdown, uh, which you got a big block and a, and a big spurt into the end zone. Block continues to roll at 208, second and nine for Fordham at the Fordham 26. Right to left, three receivers. This will be a gift to Edmonds. Running right hash, cuts it outside to the 30. Burst of speed past the 35, across midfield. He might go all the way. Oh, it could be 74 yards, and it is. Chase Edmonds, this one will count from 70-plus for the Rams today. So, Chase, you, you got past, you got the initial blocks in the middle of the field, the, the, the front seven, and then you saw one hole and just took it. What goes through your mind when you see all that open field once you, you get all that help from your team and you, you think maybe I could, I could really break one? Don't get caught. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, last year I think I had two runs where I kind of got caught. I know I got caught Columbia and Army, and uh, – that's just my biggest emphasis, again, is just don't get caught. Um, I really want to just continue to work on my top-end speed. You know, when my line does a great job of getting me to the second level, i got to finish the run. So Coach Fogarty always has the number one rule. He says score from far out. So you don't have to avoid the red zone stats or, you know, goal line runs. Just score from far out. That's how you fix that right there. And, Zach, Faison Odom, 6'8", 
250 pounds, Isaiah Seawright, 6'4", 240. What's it like having those guys on the line with you as tight ends? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, a lot of what we do in the run game revolves around those guys making blocks, and they, they make those blocks. They do a great job blocking linemen, linebackers, whatever we ask of them. And even in the past game, they're both uh, outstanding receivers, great hands, and that dual threat makes them very, very valuable to our uh, to our offense. Guys, let's have some fun here on, on Inside the Huddle. I talked with Kevin after the game and after his uh, his run, his yeah. scramble. <laughs> that really wasn't so pretty, but it's six points right. any way you put it. He told me that he, he blacks out a little bit when he starts running. <laughs> so let's listen to the highlight, and then we'll, we'll talk yeah, about it. All right. Anderson backs up now, back into the shotgun. Piercy, the running back. He lost the football on the snap. Anderson, broken play, running left. He'll get the first down anyway. Now cuts it back to the 25. Still going past the 20. He could go all the way here, folks. He's going to just walk into the end zone easily. Anderson went left on a broken play. And he goes all the way for six from the left side of the field to the near side pylon. After he had the first down, Pat, he just took a straight diagonal to the near side. Great vision. The Lafayette defense is really struggling on the back side. Fordham 13, Lafayette 7, 7-16 left in the first quarter. Drew, was that the highest your voice has ever gotten when you said easily? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It happens in the moment. But, guys, you're both smiling. What? What? When, it, when Kevin does something like that, what, what's what's it's, going through your it head? It was hilarious. You know, I'm watching it from the sideline, and I'm waiting for him just to get over there. He's like, hey, bro, you see that stiff arm? Learned it from you. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> man, you know what? It was, it was pretty good. But, um, you know, it's great having Kevin back there with you. And uh, it's great that he has the legs that he has, you know, and he can really extend plays for us. And he's a very mobile quarterback, and that just helps the offense so much. Yeah, and like you said, I was nicked up, so I was watching from the sideline too. And at the moment when the ball was on the ground, there's a little bit of panic in your head, but – we we have the utmost faith in Kevin that he can make something happen from nothing. He he did just that. So, last question, just to to wrap it up here, guys, or, or the last couple on inside the huddle. How important is it to start Patriot League play one and zero? Literally, it's it's season important. You know, you you lose a game in the Patriot League conference play, and uh, that could be your season right there. So, it's very important to get your get the feet rolling. You know. Get the season rolling, get the momentum going a little bit, and especially bouncing back from the Monmouth loss two weeks ago. And uh, it's just really good. you got to take the Patriot League play one week at a time, continue to do what we're doing, and just let the marbles fall where they are. Yeah, we hear our coaches say every day, you want to be the ones controlling your destiny. So at the end of the day, 1-0, we're in a good position to achieve our goals when it comes to the Patriot League. And like Chase said, that was huge for our confidence after the Monmouth loss, and it's going to help us going forward. Guys, we always end it with a question that's not really related to on-the-field play. So it's a Monday off day, or any day really. I'm a big breakfast guy. Yeah. What's your go-to breakfast? Uh, in terms of just just food in general, what do you? Wh- go, uh, no, either or both. Oh, IHOP, hundred percent. You know. Okay. <laughs> anytime I can get it, I go to IHOP. My mom will share uh, strawberry. Uh, strawberry, what is it? Is it pancakes or waffles? Either strawberry pancakes or waffles <laughs> with the whipped cream on top and the ice cream, and then I order an entree to myself, and, <laughs> and that's the spot right there, man. Uh, my favorite thing, absolute favorite thing for special occasions is Eggs Benedict, uh, but my go-to, which I get several times a week, is a bacon, egg, and cheese from Deli, so <laughs> okay. can't Perfect. go wrong. Pat, what about, what about you? I'm not a big breakfast guy, man. I got oh, go. man. Oh. Come on. Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like the most basic guy. Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts. You know, I shouldn't really talk. A bagel I'm, with some I'm, butter on it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I could do I could do a bagel, a donut, or some fruit or something. Try to try to start the day with. 
All right, guys. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Congrats on the win, and best of luck the rest thank of the year. You, thank you, as always. Thank you for having Appreciate us. it. And now time for coming up next with Coach Andrew Reiner here on Monday Night Quarterback. Drew Casey, Pat Costello still here with you. Coach Fordham played Yale in, in 2013. It was a 52-31 win for you guys. You were just fresh onto the Fordham coaching staff. Uh, do you look at a, a game from, from that long ago at all in preparation this week? No, no, uh, no. That that was three seasons ago. Um, virtually both, you know, both rosters have been turned over. Uh, looking at their depth chart today, the guys that are seniors on their football team, and same as ours, were freshmen that year. Um, you know, I think they had a couple guys that were contributing. We probably had a couple as well. Uh, but it, it, it's it's two. Every year is different, much less three years later. Coach, one of the key factors on their offense is Miles Gaines, the wide receiver. Uh, you guys have had you you had success against Lafayette against their best receiver. What can you do to kind of keep that going forward? Yeah, we have to continue to play with great fundamentals and techniques on these wide receivers. Um, whether we're playing man coverage or zone coverage, we gotta we gotta play our assignment and we gotta play our technique and and create tight windows for for the quarterback to throw to these great receivers in. Um, you know, Drew and I have talked about it many times before. You want to make that quarterback be exact, um, and 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 you do that by discipline in your assignment and using good technique. How about the initial impressions of the uh, of the Bulldogs' defense? You, you were very successful identifying some tendencies against Lafayette, getting into the second level, and then see you later with whoever was back there. It seemed, but but what have you seen initially about Yale's defense? Yeah, Yale Yale has a fast, physical defense. Uh, they have good size up front. Uh, very very well coached on the defensive line. Guys use their hands extremely well. Linebackers are physical guys. DBs they've played a lot of different guys. I think much like everybody at the FCS level, uh, they've had some challenges with injury, and, and, and so it's been a, a different group back there um, each week, or a different combination, I should say, uh, back there each week. Um, but, but guys that are, again, physical and, and, and can run and, and like, the, like, the, like the, the physical part about the game of football. Uh, against Lafayette, you guys got a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Trey Moore this week. Are you guys? Do you think you guys are going to be able to carry that over and get as much pressure? Or what do you see out of their offensive line maybe that would change that a bit? Their offensive line's big. They're big. Um, we're gonna have to be. We're gonna have to use uh, explosiveness, quickness, um, and, and power. Um, the offense line is a big group. Uh, the quarterback does a, a great job of uh, operating in in the pocket and has the athleticism to move in the pocket or move out of the pocket to extend play. So um, it's gonna be a similar challenge to what we faced the the last couple weeks with these guys. That that you know in, in 2016 the college quarterback. There's very few of them that are just you know, in-pocket passers. So you, you got to do a great job getting pressure on them, but you also have to contain them because you don't want to get them outside the pocket and, 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 and create a, a big play off of what's really a broken play. Even though it's a non-league game this week, Coach, the, the last one that you guys will play, how important is it to, to keep the same mentality, keep on the winning track? Yeah, absolutely. I, this week to me is, is you know, the goal in the Ford and football program every week is to go 1-0 and this week. Um, and, and so that message doesn't change. Uh, obviously coming off a, a, a big league win, uh, transitioning to back to the non-conference, we cannot uh, allow ourselves to, to relax, um, to, to look past. And I know that we won't. Yale's a quality football team, um, and, and we got to continue building momentum um, each and every week of the season, regardless of whether it's a league game or a non-league game. One of the things that you told us last week is that you wanted to see more consistency from Kevin Anderson. 
Uh, is that the same message, basically, that you're going to be telling them this week? Yeah, uh, it is. It is. But I will tell you this. Um, in my opinion, having watched the film, um, regardless of what the numbers say, I thought Kevin played his best football game of the season on, on Saturday against Lafayette. From from what we asked him to do, um, he he the foundation is there. Uh, I'm excited for him to, to move forward as this season goes on. I, I think we're going to continue to see improved performances from him. But, yes, consistency is the key. Do you still hope to see a, a more full finish mentality, or were you pleased enough uh, with what you saw against Lafayette? Well, Drew, you've been to enough football practices <laughs> at Fordham University now to know that it's pretty hard to say I'm ever pleased. Um, you know, I, I was I was more pleased with how we played in the second half, uh, but I'm always looking for finish. I'm always looking for us to, to be at our best on every rep, um, you know, and, and compete every play uh, till the very end. I knew we were going with the answer. I knew it all before <laughs> I asked the question. Um, Coach, just a couple of quick logistical things. The Monday holiday changes nothing, correct? Absolutely nothing. And um, last thing, it's salute to Heroes Day against Yale this coming weekend. What uh, what does it mean to be playing a football game and having that initiative as well? No, I, I it means a lot to me. I, I was I'm very proud to be from a family that that taught us patriotism and taught us to be grateful for the people that serve um, from a very young age. So to to have the military involved, to have the FDNY involved, you know, to, to say thank you and honor those people. Uh, it's what we all as Americans should be doing. Um, and and to, to have that opportunity uh, to bring them onto our campus on Saturday and, and create some atmosphere, get the fire truck behind the end zone. Uh, that, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. Um, so it, it'll, it'll be a great day. Coach, thanks so much. Congrats on the win and best of luck uh, come this coming week. Thank you very much. And thank you guys as always. All right, so that pretty much does it for us here on Monday Night Quarterback. We've heard from Coach Briner, Coach Bowen, Chase Edmonds, Zach Johnson, and then just Coach Briner again looking ahead to the matchup with Yale this weekend. Drew Casey, Pat Costello. We'll put some thoughts in here to wrap it up. Pat, uh, what's your uh, what's your takeaway? What would you see this weekend? Uh, one of the things we both really wanted to see out of Fordham was for them to play a complete game. Uh, their first-string starters didn't have to play in the fourth quarter, so I guess out of the three quarters we saw, I'd say, that they did just that. We saw a lot of the second-string guys in the fourth quarter, but I think it was their best complete game that they've played so far. Strawberry Waffles man Chase Edmonds really had himself a great day as well. I'm going to use that on the broadcast next weekend. Come on, Drew. Ah, He said he liked it. He just said it. You heard it earlier in the show. No, but Chase Edmonds seriously uh, had a great day. He'll he'll probably garner some more national awards as the week continues. Has the Patriot League uh, Offensive Player of the Week, 359, and four touchdowns, setting a Patriot League rush, rushing record for an individual in a game. And the offensive line as well went for 516 yards rushing and helped the running backs and uh, Piercy and Brevard as well as Kevin Anderson on the ground. So I was really impressed with with the rushing attack of the Fordham offense, and Chase Edmonds continues to amaze. And we'll, uh, we'll have some more adjectives for you next week uh, on the broadcast, or we'll, we'll try. We'll bring the dictionary. We'll do our best. Yeah, that might be. It might have to do it. So that's it, folks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks very much for joining us, and thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Tyler Bowen, running back Chase Edmonds, and offensive lineman Zach Johnson. Join us next week for another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. We'll look back at the Yale game and preview the team's matchup with Georgetown. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and inside the huddle with some of the players. Don't forget to tune into WFUV's coverage of Fordham football as the Rams take on Yale this Saturday, October 15th. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. from Jack Coffee Field. The one-on-one pregame report live at 12:50 on 90.7 FM 
WFUV.org and WFUVsports.org. And this week's tailgate show begins at 11.30 on Saturday on WFUVsports.org from the parking lot. Until then, for Pat Costello, producer Jonah Haskell, engineer Mario Castro, and for executive sports producer Bob Ahrens, Drew Casey saying so long and have a good week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a presentation of WFUV Sports. We'll see you next time.